Charisma Quotient. I'm your host, Kim Seltzer, a dating and makeover expert, where I will help you build confidence, make connections, and find love from the outside in. Recent infidelity statistics suggest that over one-third of marriages, one or both partners admit to cheating. And 22% of men say that they've cheated on their significant other, while 14% of women admit to cheating. That's a pretty high statistic. And I know that's something that, you know, we talk about a lot of you here in society today. And on top of that, men are twice as likely to lie as women. So there's a lot of mistakes that people make in relationships. And here's the thing. I mean, most people focus on the mistake or the behavior in a relationship. But today I want to actually focus on how this is a symptom to much bigger issues. And I have the perfect person on the line to help me talk about this today. Um, I wanted to go into a quick story with one of my clients just to highlight this. It's actually a woman and she was referred to me by one of my other clients and she was in dire need of help because she kept attracting these really unhealthy relationships. And when she came to me, she literally labeled herself as a quote unquote bad girl. She said, Kim, I'm just warning you, like I'm, I'm very bad. Like I lie, I cheat, I have affairs with men who are married. I engage in some addictive behaviors, but I want it to stop and I don't know how. And so again, like one could say, wow, there's a lot of mistakes she's making. And of course she's not (laughs) engaging in healthy relationships because she's doing all these things. But the truth was, is as we uncovered her past, there were many, many reasons why she was doing what she was doing. One of which we discovered that she had a history of never really getting the healthy attention from her father. In fact, the attention she got was pretty unhealthy and it had a lot of inappropriate boundaries and she even recalls it feeling icky. And so, you know, fast forward to now, she didn't know how to gain love. And so she was seeking love in all the wrong places, right? And I find this to be true often. You know, a lot of the mistakes that people make, whether it's dating, you know, when they're meeting somebody for the first time and then they get into the relationship, there's usually reasons behind that. And that's where you can help improve that. So with me on the line, I have a very special guy. Um, He is best known for, of course, co-hosting the reality TV hit show, Marriage Bootcamp. If you have not seen it, you've got to check it out. It's a super fun show, and he is amazing in it. Dr. Ish, he's a psychiatrist, and he's trained to help people with depression and anxiety, and he found that most of these problems are originally caused by broken relationships, and he also specializes in dating as well, so I know we're going to have a super fun conversation. He's been all over the place, guest on Fox News, The Today Show, alongside with Kathy Lee and Hoda, and now he's alongside with Kim Seltzer. I'm so, I'm so honored and privileged. Hi, Dr. Ish. Hey, Kim. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? Uh, you know what? Super busy for January, but can't complain. Better to be busy than anything else for me. I like to, I like to stay occupied. I know. I know. Well, we were just chatting beforehand that this is a super busy time for both of us because so many people make resolutions. They're trying to find love. There's also a lot of stress you know, in January. So yeah, I know I've been oh, busy too. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, oh yeah. 
So I have a question for you. What, because I know my, I know my story of why I became a therapist, but I wondered uh-huh. what got you into being a shrink. Like, I don't know if you call, I'm, people call me a shrink sometimes. So I'm just going to say it. <laughs> no, that works. No, that works. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you know, my, my backstory, it's, um, it's, I kind of fell into it, uh, very naturally, like, like most of us do. I yeah. think for me, uh, I grew up in a family full of women, five sisters, eight aunts. Uh, my mom and dad were together for like 56 years. And so I was yeah. always the little brother in the midst of all the back and forth conversations, you know, a big Southern family. And so there's everybody's always over and there's always 10 different conversations rolling. And so <laughs> I learned at a very early age how to sit on the sidelines and listen, you know? Uh, and so I think that, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, yeah. and, and, and you know this, if you're, if you're a good therapist, uh, you know, that means you have to be a good listener. Um, and so I think that's kind of where it came from early. And you know, it, it just went from there. And so I would, you know, I would always hear my sister's conversations about their, who they were dating and what they were doing right and what they were doing wrong. And after every date, I would get the download about everything I shouldn't do when I start dating and everything I was supposed to do when I do. And uh, so, you know, eighth grade, right? Everybody else is outside for recess. And I'm the kid in the class. And I got like five girls around me and they're complaining about their boyfriends. I mean, that's just what I'm it's always what I've done. Oh my God. That's hilarious. It's so funny because when I was little, I was accused as being really shy, but really like you, I was just observing. And Mm -hmm. my mom, yeah, my mom would always laugh when teachers were saying, you know, Kimmy's so sweet, but we're kind of worried about her. My mom would laugh and say, oh, just give her like about a month. And then you're going to be talking to me about how to shut her up. Yeah. I would sit on the sidelines like you. But you yep, know, I don't, exactly. and I don't know if you found this challenging too, but you know, and I work with a lot of people, you probably see this too, that people who are trained like us, you know, who are observers, who are listeners sometimes then have a hard time with sharing things about ourselves, right? Cause you get so in tune with listening to other people. Was that true for you? Like when it came to dating and relationships, like what was your journey with that? I'm sorry. Did you say was? No, that is <laughs> continually <laughs> right because we get so we get so caught up in in doing that thing and, and observe and putting the focus on other folks. Yeah. So that it just it comes it feels it almost feels natural for us to put ourselves last and you know just, you know and it, it just you know it kind of buys into everything we've done in life right. Look at look at the amount of time you spend in school with that delayed gratification or what you know. What I want can come later because first I've got to make sure I do this thing that allows me to get out and do the thing I love, which is help other people. And so, yeah, it, yeah. And it, it's something I have to remind myself of constantly, even in my own relationships, my personal relationships, and to share more, to share more. Well, I'm going to make you share today. <laughs> Obviously, I'm doing that right now. <laughs> Like we're gonna probably like be challenging each other. Who can who can listen better? Who can, <laughs> who can ask the most questions? Um, yeah, no. But and here's what I found too, and this shows up with uh, one of the archetypes that I've discovered over the years working with so many women, is that the women who have developed this skill, you know, who are better listeners than they are sharers, then attract lopsided relationships, right? So they'll attract mm. the narcissist. They'll attract, you know, the man children. The ones who actually need that woman to be a good listener, to, to be a good caretaker. But then when they start sharing things about themselves, 
they're nowhere, right? And that's where the relationship right. falls apart. So that's like one of the things that I see. I don't know if you've seen that too or how that plays out oh, for men. Oh, well, absolutely. Because, you know, the, the universe seeks balance. And that comes right on down to everything we do, in, including the partner we pick. The problem is, you know, and you've probably seen this as well, most folks have no idea why they keep picking the same type of person, whether it's Bobby or, or you know, or, or Tom or Chip, it's all the same guy, right? Totally, totally. I say it's the same guy with a different costume. Same guy, different mask. Yeah. <laughs> <Same> <laughs> Right. Well, like, so for you personally, how, how did you get over that hump with being like a better listener versus, you know, you know, sharing more about yourself? You know, it's just, for me, it's just a, a constant, a constant effort to do, to do it better. And I, you know, I've, I've recently got married and uh-huh. I, she was probably the first person to point out to me how horrible I was in certain aspects of the relationship. <laughs> you know, I can remember, I can remember one, I won't say argument. I will say, Kim, I will say, I can remember one discussion we were having. Right. And mm-hmm. she steps, she stops for a moment and she looks at me and she's like, she's like, wait a minute, let me get this straight. You're a relationship expert, right? I'm like, yeah, exactly. She's like, how is that possible? Because you suck at this so bad. <laughs> it's, you know, it's those questions I get every time people say, well, I guess your relationship is perfect. I was like, no, 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 because I'm in it. And so when you're in the thing, it's hard for you to see the thing. You can't be an observer and a doer at the same time. And so I have to remind myself, hey, I'm not here. I am not a passenger in this thing. I am here to share. And, and you know this, the, the happiness in your relationship is directly proportional to the amount you can share about yourself. That's what you're there to do. Oh, yeah. It's so true. Yeah, you've got to remember, and you just, for folks like us, it's a constant reminder to share because I'm a private person. I grew up in a house full of, house full of folks, seven kids, mom and dad. Mm. And so I always said, I can't wait till I get grown because I want my own room. I just want my own space. Right. And so that kind of got ingrained into me. And so I'm a very private person and, and I love, love, love my downtime probably too much. Did I say I love my downtime? <laughs> probably yeah, yeah. way too much. And, and so I have, right. to, I have to remember, hey, you're not the only, it's not all about ish, right? You're, you know, you're here to do the thing with this other person. So it's just like, I just have to constantly self-check myself to do it. Oh my God, that is so true. And it's so true what you said about when you're in it, it's so hard to see. It's not until you're out of it and you look back, you're like, oh, mm-hmm. yeah, that yep. kind of sucked. <laughs> yeah. like, what, in particular, right. what in particular did she complain about? Like she, when she said, you suck at relationships, what was she referring to, like specifically? You know what? Odd, oddly enough, it was the part that I just don't share enough. I just, you know, uh, she, she wants to, you know, like today, she'll want to know, you know, what, you know, how was, how was the day today? And I'll hit the highlights, but if it's something I've said before or something I've done before, you know, I, my tendency is, you know, if it's nothing new, then I don't really need to share because you, if that part's understood, right. You yeah. know, and, and, and this is one of those, this is one of those differences between men and women and how we think, you know, women are very process oriented and guys are like, mm-hmm. you know, more you know, problem solving, you know, bing, 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 we're going down the list. And so that if there's nothing I've had to do new to check off that list today, then I assume she automatically knows that what I did today was probably very close to what I did yesterday. But I have to, 
I have to remember, no, no, it's not about you that. Can't you can't assume. Right? <laughs> yeah, you can't assume. Right. And mm-hmm. she just wants to be a part of the process, a part of the, you know, along for the ride, in the car together, doing the thing. And so I just have to remember to take time and make sure I go through that. And, and you know, because my, my thing is I'm so focused on the end result, the result, oh, the fix. Yes. But, you know, here's the problem, here's the fix. And so I feel like if some, for me, it feels like if I don't have that, then there's not much to talk about. And, you know, I have to remind myself, hey, you know, it, it's, it's, it's okay to do the Jerry Seinfeld thing and have a show about nothing. <laughs> it's okay to talk about nothing <laughs> and just get it done, you know? Well, and I think what you're highlighting is, is, well, there's like two things here. One is there's gender differences in the way that we process and communicate. And that is so true. Like Mm -hmm. men are solution focused and oriented and women, we we like to talk. I mean, I think we use something like 2000 more words a minute or something than guys. And so guys just like tune us out because it sounds like the peanuts, you know, to them, like, want, 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 like, and then, yeah. and then the woman after, feels after like, after you're not listening. Yeah. Right. And, 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 mm-hmm. and you know what? After that 500th word, we aren't listening because we're trying to yes. figure out, we don't, because we don't know what we're supposed to be listening for, right? We're listening for a problem or a complaint or, or, and so what I, what I tell her, what I tell all of my patients is, listen, you've got to let your guy know when it's time for him to tune in. And that means mm. you've got to reach out and touch him, touch his hand, touch his arm, let Neil you know, touch, touch his face and say, hey, honey, you know what? This is the important part. Listen up right here. And then he's like, all right, now I'm with you for the next 500 words. And we know because when we're trying to sift through the 2,000 to 2,500 words, we're like, oh, I, I just can't. <laughs> we just can't do it. Can't. Right, right. I know. And, and we overthink things so much, right? Like we'll, we'll make a huge story in our head on why like the guy is pulling back or he's away or, and we'll go over and over and we'll create actually different endings in each story. And the truth of the matter is, it's none of that usually for you guys. It's really quite simple. Like you just were tired or you had a bad day or, you know, whatever it is. So I think simplifying it for both genders is really, really helpful. Well, let's get into it because that's what I wanted to talk with you about. And what obviously is your area of expertise is kind of the, the different mistakes that both genders make. And I know you're definitely into like detecting why people lie in particular men. And I have a theory actually why women lie too, by the way. Um, well, I'm sorry. Did you say women lie too? <gasps> oh yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> you're like, I know you're like really focused on the, the men and it's true because the, the men are twice as likely to lie, but there are, I think it just manifests itself differently. So we can kind of talk about that. Well, the first thing we obviously is, is the, you know, we talked about is the communication mm-hmm. breakdown between the two genders. What are some other like mistakes that you notice? Uh, that, that men versus women work or just in general? Yeah. Yeah. Or in general, I mean, you know, really, could be anything. You know, I think, I think men try. You know, men go into the situation and they they automatically think they're 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 Perry Mason or or you know or they they lawyer up right because guys for guys oh, yeah. it's always a negotiation and so you know the the number one guy lie that men tell is that we're available, <laughs> we're really really not. <laughs> now, right. Whether that means right, whether that means we're married or we're otherwise committed or we're we're just dating other people or we're not emotionally available. That's the big lie guys 
tell up front. That's the big mistake guys make mm. up front. I think for, for, for men and women, we go into the thing assuming we already know what the other person wants. They yeah. from, right? From mm-hmm. day one, that first interaction, now we're trying to figure out, okay, what, you know, am I going to be able to meet their asking price when you don't even know what that is because you just assume that you knew. And so the thing I tell a lot of women is, listen, when you walk in the room, the first thing you need to do is tell him exactly what you want because that's what he's there. He's ready for the pitch. And the longer you go without telling him, the more confused he's going to get. And a confused mind is ultimately going to say no, especially a male confused mind. We're going to shut that thing down in five minutes and be out of it. <laughs> I love it. That's so true too. Like thinking about, and, and then how women get so confused by that too, you know, like they, they, or they get mad that the guy is just kind of assuming too. So yeah, that's a good one. What, what are some other ones? You know, and the other thing is that guys assume they know what every woman wants, right? Uh, and yeah. this is, this is, a, this is truly a snowflake situation. There are no two alike. <laughs> and so, you know, what, what, I, what I tell women is, here, here's the thing you got to do. You've got to let him know that it's okay to share his truth. And the only way he's going to feel mm. comfortable sharing his total transparent truth with you is if you first share yours with him. So ladies, whatever it is you want, whatever that situation whatever that situationship or relationship looks like for you hey i just want a friend i want somebody to have coffee with i want somebody to go to dinner with and maybe a movie i want the friendship i want the companionship you know what i just actually need a hookup buddy because i'm super busy but i gotta get that physical part taken care of i need some emotion okay whatever the thing is you want say this is exactly what i'm looking for and as long as i can find that i'm going to be happy because the ultimate thing that women forget a lot is that he's in the room because he thinks he can make you happy in some way. Mm-hmm. But he's not a mind reader, right? Just because he likes right. you doesn't mean he can read your mind. So you got to draw him a roadmap because, listen, again, like you said at the top of the show, we're guys, we're simple. We are not complicated. You tell mm-hmm. us the thing to do, and we're going to do it, <laughs> right? <laughs> but you got to draw us a roadmap to let us know exactly what that looks like you hey you know what i'm gonna need to hear from you a couple times a day via text i don't really need to talk on the phone every night but maybe a couple times a week would be nice and if we could do dinner or a movie once per week that'd be great and one of the weekend days friday or saturday i prefer to have sunday to Monday. just lay it out exactly how you would want it because in his mind he's going down his check he's like yeah i can do that yeah i can do that okay okay i'm in i'm in or he's going to opt out and if he feels like he needs to opt out then great for you. The quicker, the better, because you just saved yourself the next two or three months and you just saved your girlfriend the next two or three months of hearing you say to them, I just don't get where he's coming from. I love that. And you know what's so, and those are really great tips, by the way, but you know what is coming out of this for me is that both sexes are really assuming here, right? Like you said that, you know, like with, with your wife, you just assumed that she knew that like, you know, this day was just like the, the last and, and why should you offer anything? Mm-hmm. Right. And then you just got through. Right. Saying, right. Yeah. Like women are also assuming things. So everybody's assuming. And I think the more that we say things out loud and <clears throat> share, which we both have to work mm. on, yeah. then that's <laughs> yeah. better, right? the better it is. So that's really good. I just want to recap for you all. So tell them what you want. 
ladies, tell him what you want. He is not a mind reader. And be clear. Right. That's the expectation. Be clear. Set, be clear and, and simplify that. Like, don't like say it in a sing-songy thousand word way. Just come out and say, I would like a back massage. Boom. Right. There it is. Right. Tell, it, <laughs> um, tell, tell, tell it like it is. Like we were five years old. Tell it to us like we're five years old and you need us to do it as simply as possible because that's where we are. <laughs> oh my are. God, I love it. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. And by the way, ladies, this applies to flirting too. You know, I always say, you know, men need much bigger smoke signals than they think, you know? So it's like they're not mind readers. They need just direct and, and also in your body language, you know, really show and express your passion for things so that they can see it on your body and hear it in your voice. Um, the second thing you said is share the truth. And don't, because that's the, okay, so by the way, that's another thing where I see women lie. You said women don't lie. This is where I feel like women lie. Mm -hmm. They hide, mm -hmm. you know, they, they kind of go right. at it from the back door. And they're right. not really right. saying their truth. They're not saying really what right. it is they're want. They're hoping that the guy will kind of guess it. And that's where I see right. the women lie in, in, uh, often. And then um, the third thing you said is the roadmap. I love that. <laughs> you yeah. have to. What's the roadmap? I know. It's very complicated. Like you have to kind of simplify it for you guys. Simplify it for, because a guy will stay with you forever as long as he knows just a couple things. He yes. just needs to know how to make you happy, and that you are satisfied with what he's doing. If you can communicate those two things to him clearly and routinely, you know, then he's, he's yours forever. <laughs> because, because, you know, I, I'm, a, you know I'm, I'm a psychiatrist, but also a child psychiatrist, right? And so mm -hmm. what I can say from working with a lot of kids is that the things that we do as adults are the exact same things we do as kids, just in a more grown-up way. So imagine that little eight-year-old boy, right? He's mm -hmm. bringing his report card home to mom, or he's bringing the card he made home for Mother's Day, and he gives it to her, and that expectation that he's got in his eyes, that look of, oh, I hope she really likes this. And when mom just takes him and she gushes, like, oh, my sweet boy, I love you so much. <laughs> that is the exact same thing we're looking for in a different way from what was then the most important woman in our life who was mom, now it is you. And we want that exact same type of gratification, of validation. You just got to figure out how to get it to us. I know it seems silly, and it might seem, just, just do it. I'll tell you a story. I had this client, and she was having some trouble, and I told her this exact same thing. I was like, listen, you got to, you know, you got to love up on him. You got to let him know that he's doing something right. So she's like, she comes in one more. She's like, oh, my God, I did the thing you told me about. I went outside this morning, and one of the kids' toys was in the driveway. And I couldn't move, and I asked my husband to move it for me. And he came out, and he slung it to the side. And I, then I grabbed his arm, and I was like, oh, look at my big, strong man. And the look on his <laughs> face was oh one that God. he was like, yes! yes! Are you, I hope I you're listening your to this, ladies. <laughs> that's great. Right? Yeah, and, that's and awesome. Something, something so simple, right? Something, yeah. and it seems so childish and so simple and so stupid. Oh my God, he knows I appreciate. No, we don't know. And so you touch us to let us know that the thing you're about to say next is important. And then throw a little love, throw a little love, a little validation our way. It, it took five seconds, 
but for the next two weeks, they were off the charts. And so it, little things like that go a oh long way, God. especially when it comes to guys. I love that. And I can just see him also getting all puffed up and like flexing his muscles right. when she did that, right. you know, and then the exactly. woman likes that too, because that's so manly. Like see how exactly. it like the interplay between the sexes and it's so simple, but I do want to challenge what you just said in a sense of like when it comes to attraction and, and dating and like keeping it kind of sexy because a lot of women are caretakers or who come from say like professions like us um, who like can have a tendency to almost like mother their guy. Can you talk about the distinction of what you just said versus like being almost too much like overly motherly? Cause that's not sexy. Yeah, you want, you know, and for, for me, that comes down to knowing the difference between a, a prospect and a project, right? We don't, we don't want mm. the bird with the broken wing or you've got a nurse back to health. We don't want the, you know, the neglected puppy who you know, we're going to take care of and, and, and in, in return for that, they're going to be eternally grateful. That's not what we want. We want somebody who's fully grown, emotionally mature, or as mature as we are as guys, <laughs> right? And <laughs> again, who's bringing who's bringing something to the table for you, right? He's got to be bringing mm -hmm. something with what you're bringing. And you can't go into it saying, you know what? I'm going to come in with my hundred and I'm going to share and I'm going to give him 50% of that. And then in return, he will have to, no, 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 no. You've got to have something he's bringing to the table for you as well first. And you've got to identify exactly what that is because there's a lot of, there's a lot of that, uh, you know, a lot of that mother hen type thing going on. Yes. And it's like, you know, if, and, and, and we see it, I see it all the time. I'm sure you do too. And it's like, you know, if mm -hmm. he could, if he could just see how I'm different, if he could just see how special I am, if he could just appreciate what I've done for him when he finally gets on his feet and he starts to make it and I know he'll appreciate me and I will be his one and only forevermore. And the answer to that is no, my dear, you, you will not because he will not appreciate that. And the reason he will not is because he didn't do it for himself. I and love no that. Guy will write. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, you, that's really good. And thank you because I think a lot of women get confused on like being the caretaker versus, mm -hmm. you know, what you just said and just giving validation. And I also think it's the delivery, right? Like, so the, in the example that you gave, I mean, you know, like if, if she were to say, well, you know, I love when you do that. It really seems like you're a big, strong guy. So thank you so much. Like that's eh, a little like weak and kind of creepy. Yeah. <laughs> but, if, but the way she said it. Yeah. It's a little canned as we say on TV. It's a little canned. No, it's we don't a little like canned and it's a little fair, like therapy, psychobabble right. type of thing. And so versus like how she did it was so playful, like my big, strong man, you know, and her delivery what? and having fun with yes. it. Like that, that's it. That's what we're talking about. So that awesome. works because, you know, the relationship, it's supposed to be fun, right? That's, you know, oh, that's Yes. Yeah. And yet we make it so complicated. Sometimes we forget to have oh, fun. We Ugh. make it so hard. We make it so difficult. Why can't we just all have fun and get along? But you know what? That's what the yin and yang is all about, you know, and how we solve problems and how we go through difficult times. I think that also speaks to the success of a couple. So, um, mm -hmm. 
I actually want, because I love this thing that you have. It's called the Y detector for women. <laughs> that is awesome, by the way. Can you just give like, like what are some of the things that women can do to detect lies in a guy? Just, I, that's so fascinating. Uh, well, the, the first thing, the first way you can tell that a guy might be lying to you is that his lips are actually moving. <laughs> because <laughs> probably are. It's just, uh-huh. it's just, you know, it's just because, and the the problem there is we feel like we have to, right? And it starts, it starts on day one. It's mm-hmm. like, we're assuming we know what the other persons want without even asking it because we're thinking you're just like the, you know, like everybody else. And mm-hmm. so for women, I say, listen, when it comes to men, believe half of what he says and all of what he does, because men speak through action more than anything else right? Ah. We let you know how we feel about you and yes. the things that we do. If I, if I like you and I tell you, I'm going to call you at eight o'clock tonight, you better believe I'm going to call you at eight o'clock, not eight ten, not eight fifteen, not, it's going to be eight on the dot. If you, I've been chasing and you finally agree to go out with me and I said, listen, I'm going to pick you up at seven o'clock on Friday. I'm going to be knocking on that door at six fifty five, not oh. seven forty five, not seven fifteen, because I'm showing you that I'm the guy. And this goes back to what we talked about first ladies set the expectation. If, mm-hmm. if you want a long-term relationship and you want to be married in the next three years, you can say that on day one. Hey, listen, here's where I am. Ultimately, I would love for this thing to go somewhere to where we're looking at a long-term relationship. We're looking at dating exclusively, then getting engaged and getting married. That doesn't have to happen next week, but that's what I'm looking for. And if he's the guy, right? If he is the guy who's looking for that as well, then that's what he's been waiting on. He's been waiting on the woman to come in and drop that expectation because he's been dying to show you that he's that guy. And he's wanting to do those things to show you that he's, again, because we speak through our actions. Mm-hmm. And now he's going to do everything to show you that he's going to be responsible, accountable, attentive, all those things that you're looking for in exactly how you laid it out for us. And so that's why it's so important for you to set your expectations up front. That way we can show you through action that we're going to meet those expectations. Mm-hmm. And so when the guys don't kind of say what they mean, mean what they say, that's when you can start detecting a pattern of maybe deceit. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's lying to you because it's, cause it's, mm-hmm. cause as, as we say in, as we say in the psych world, right, his behavior is incongruent. Well, that's the <laughs> way of saying he's lying to you, right? <laughs> I could talk to you for hours because we speak the same language. I love it. Yeah. That is great. Right? Do you, do you want to yeah. know? Okay, I have a why detector for women, like for men, for women, mm. why women lie. So besides the fact that they'll like hide their feelings about something, they'll go the other way. I also think they often morph into somebody that they're not so that they get accepted. Mm -hmm. And I see, so it's like they're, they're lying about really their identity and who they are, but they get kind of caught up or lost into somebody else because they know that that's what they want rather than truly what it is, you know, the woman wants. Oh, and listen, five sisters and they range in personalities <laughs> oh my across God. the board. And we've, I've got a sister, she's a lawyer. Um, but for the first 45 years of her life, she was a shapeshifter. And we knew <laughs> right. every time she came home, she was dating somebody new. We would know because 
she was a totally different person, whatever. First, she's it. Now I'm into hiking. Now I'm into biking. Now I'm into swimming. Now I'm into sports. Now, <laughs> whatever they were into, <sighs> she was into because she wasn't confident enough in who she was as a person to know, hey, who I am and what I like is enough for me. And yeah. that needs to be enough for you. And so she wasn't she wasn't where she needed to be emotionally to put that out there on the table. So she felt like she had to be whatever it is they wanted her to be. And it never worked. That's right. That's right. I see that so much with my clients. And like part of when I do makeovers with them is really helping them get their own identity, you know, starting from the outside and then moving in. So who are you separate from the rest of the world? And often they don't even know. So it's like almost, you know, growing up for the first time or getting into something that, you know, they truly feels congruent to them. So I, well, I love this. Yeah. 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 No. And, and I mean, and I think that overall, all these things that we're talking about, there's these three things that are coming out of this. One is stop assuming both men and women, stop assuming that the other person knows. The second thing, communicate, communicate, communicate. That's like the name of the game here. And when we're able to communicate what we want, who we are, that is half the battle. And then finally, like when we have insecurities, both as men and women, that's when people stray. That's when people lie. That's when people, you know, things don't work out. So, well, Dr. Ish, this was amazing. Thank you so much for coming on. Do you have any like parting words of wisdom? And I know you have this cool program that you wanted to. Yeah. Share. Yeah. yeah. So, you know what? Actually, we, um, you know, it's, it's, we're, we're human, right, Kim? And mm-hmm. so the same we, as much as we would like to think that we're extremely different from one another, we're really not. And the same things that trip up each and every one of us, you know, the same are the same thing that trip up any celebrity couple I see. You know, we all have the same struggles, especially when it comes to relationship. You know, these two imperfect so people trying to make this perfect union. And so everybody's been asking who, you know, who follows the show. They're like, well, when are you going to do something just for us regular folks? Well, I'm like, there's no such thing as regular folks. They're just folks. And I'm doing something for you <laughs> right now. Because the same things that come for our celebrity couples are the same relationship killers that come for all of us. And so I'm offering a boot camp for, for that. And we're nice. taking that off right, right around Valentine's Day. So you can go to the website, drsmajor.com, and we've got the link up there takes you directly to the page and can find out more information about it, but it is going to be fantastic. And it's going to be intense because that's who I am. So you're going to work and we're going to break you all the way down. And you're going to think about things about yourself and your partner that you had no idea were even relevant. But then once we put it all back together, you're going to say, Oh yeah, now never saw it that way. And hopefully you will have an answer as opposed to, what you need to do moving forward. Is there something we can recover and move forward for? Or is it just time to kind of, you know, pile up the scraps and move on all our separate ways? So we'll figure that out for you. But yeah, it's going to be fun. I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. It's a live one-on-one coaching and we're definitely going to do it. So it's going to be great. Oh my God, that sounds amazing. You all need to check that out. Your your website is, again? It is Dr. Ishmael, drishmajor.com. Just me. 
Check it out. And you're so right. Nobody changes without doing work. And it sounds like you are the man to help with that. <laughs> so thanks again yeah, for joining me. Thanks so much. This has been the Charisma Quotient and I am your host, Kim Seltzer. And remember, you can build confidence, make connections and find love from the outside in. And if you want to know what archetype you are and the mistakes that you are all making out there, make sure you go to my site, seltzerstyle.com and take that quiz. And if you're looking to get away and put all this stuff to the test, come to my dating makeover retreat, the ultimate sexy reboot. It's a four day weekend where you're going to work on all of this from your style IQ to your emotional IQ and social IQ. I don't know, Dr. Ish, maybe we should do a boot camp together. Kind of, I, I don't know. I, I feel you know it coming. <laughs> right? I, you know, I, I feel a kismet here. We could definitely do that. I think that could work. I think so. I don't know. Well, stay tuned, y'all. And next week with more tips on how to look and feel fabulous every single day. 